Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. My butt. Ow, fuck. Jesus. I just. My butt fuck. Ow, Jesus. Um, I just. <laughs> I just. Swung the microphone into my throat. It was a lot. You deep throated the microphone. I did accidentally. Wow. Okay. Well, now we have to get to the real start of the podcast, Maddie, and that is now. Ow. <laughs> There's so much happening right now. Am I going to keep all this in? I don't know. You should. If we if I don't, this is where we start. Hello. No, no, no. Oh, sorry. I'm oh, right, get my song. song. It's been said and done. Every beautiful thought's been already sung, but I guess right now here's another one. So your melody can go on and on with the rest of them. You are magical with a dream come alive, incredible, a centerfold miracle, lyrical. You changed my life again. And I want you to know, baby. Ah, I love you like a love song, baby. I didn't know we were doing the chorus. Um, okay. Love so, you like a love song by Selena Gomez. In conclusion, wait, I need to know. We're only doing the first verse of songs. Sure. Okay. Maybe sometimes the chorus. I don't know. Surprise. <laughs> keep us on edge. Okay. Um, love you like a love song by Selena Gomez is the second best Disney Disney song ever. What's the first? Kind of a Disney, Disney actor. Um, Sneak and I by Vanessa Hudgens, obviously. The seven things I hate about you. It's the third best. Oh, yeah. Sorry. That's unfortunate. Sorry, Miley. Okay. Good stuff. Yeah, that's right. It's sneak a night because it's so dumb. I don't really know the words to sneak a night though, so don't ever use that as the beginning. That is horrific. Yeah. Okay. So today we're doing a special episode. <laughs> <gasps> Go off, Queen. The About Harry Potter. <laughs> yeah. The elf in the room this week is that um, it's my birthday this coming weekend, so yes. we are pre-recording this week's episode. Yeah. Meaning we probably won't have any super up-to-date pop culture news. We don't, in fact, because we can't see into the future. But that is... Well, speak for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. That should have been our song. Our song should have been We Don't Talk About Bruno from Encanto. I don't know the words to that. I still it's all about, seen it. Well, okay. The general plot of the movie is that we to save the family... The main the main character has to uh, find the brother of the family who was cast out yeah. for being a prophet. Oh. Being able to see the future. And he everything he predicted came true, so they were like, This is bad. Jesus. Imagine a family of people with powers outcasting someone for having a power. That's true. Well, the opening of the song, which is iconic, is um a big ass mood. Basically, the aunt in the family is like, "We don't talk about Bruno, okay? We can't talk about Bruno. It's bad. We cannot do this." But, <laughs> and then goes on a big rant about Bruno. Iconic. And I'm like, "Well, I, I really felt that." That is ultimate villain. I'm not gonna lie. It's truly iconic. I mean, pretty much every prophecy in this movie. Okay, is we're moving on. Self fulfilling. We're moving on. Except hers. We're moving on. 
<laughs> Maybe if you'd seen in Canto by now. No, well, just because we don't have much time, so we've got to get into. You don't have much time. What time should we leave? Is this an inappropriate time to bring that up? <laughs> Go off, Queen. Um, okay, we have things to do this episode. Do we? Yeah, the elephant in the room is that we are going to do a deep dive into Harry Potter because I am watching Harry Potter at the moment and yeah. it is something that Maddie has seen. And if you listen to last week's episode, you know that Maddie tried to come for me for making her watch one film a week. And I said, uh-uh, not today, Satan. <laughs> and I turned it back around. I gatekeep girl boss gaslight. What well, does that got <laughs> anything to do with what's going on right now? This is something we've both seen already. Yeah, this is so something, something we I, can I actually confidently talk about. Did watch it fairly recently-ish. I would say probably at the end of last year, I watched it. Go off, and I'm still reading thick about it. So that's a pretty good oh, indication that's that it's like freshly you. in my brain. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I'm rewatching them at the moment in 4K. What are you Very up nice. to? Um, halfway through five, oh. Order of the Phoenix, mm. which the first and foremost point of the movie the the podcast today yes is that harry potter and the order of the phoenix is the worst movie out of all of them i can't ever pick the worst movie i a lot of people say that half-blood prince is the worst movie i love the half-blood prince i really like that movie too i think it's my favorite movie but i think people think it's the worst one because it was a terrible adaption of the book but i haven't read the books sorry everyone. i don't think it is so i can't tell i don't think it is i think that they had to change certain elements to fit yeah. Plot points from the earlier movies. Yeah. That were, or plot points from the earlier books that were omitted from the earlier movies, thinking right. there was no importance to them. So yeah. I think they had to do some damage control. Yeah. Which is fine. They started making movies before the book series was done. It's like, fair. that happens. Hashtag Game of Thrones. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. There's something about the fifth movie that the first half of it's kind of just pretty boring. Is this the one where Sirius dies at the end, right? No. Oh, he died. Yeah. No one dies. Oh, serious. Yes. <laughs> what did you think No I one said? died at Stonewall. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you said um, Snape. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, um, serious dies. Yes. Yeah. And so what the, and this movie, The Order of the Phoenix, it starts. The Phoenix? Phoenix. <laughs> it starts. What are they doing in this movie? The movie starts back. Um, he's with the Dursleys and the Dementors come and he casts the Patronus. Yeah, I remember gets that. Trouble for that, gets expelled briefly and then sent back. And then Albus yep. is taken out of the school and Umbridge is put in. That, okay, Umbridge. That's what this one's Umbridge, about. Yeah. yeah. Um, which yeah. Umbridge is an icon of legend. She is the moment. Girl boss. Anti feminist <laughs> girl boss. Um. <laughs> Absolute icon. Queen. The audacity. What, what a Truly, legend. I know. Um, <laughs> Imagine actually, a woman wearing all pink and being an absolute raging asshole. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, is Umbridge the definition of a girl gas, boss? Like, girl, girl keep gate boss? <laughs> yes. Yeah, she is. She is. Exactly as I said it, not the actual. Okay. Both, both okay. I think. <laughs> yeah. No, she's an icon of legend and she is the moment. Um, mm. Once the movie, once the order is actually like formed yeah, and they start practicing their spells and shit, yeah. I think then it picks up. It's true. But until then, honestly, it's quite boring. I fell asleep for like 30 minutes of Iconic. it. Iconic. It's, yeah, there's like, it's one of those movies where there's a lot going on, but also nothing going on. Tea. Like I want to, sorry. You know. Yeah, no, you go. I was just going to say, I want I want us to preface this entire episode. Yes. By saying, we don't support... <laughs> J.K. Turfling's views. 
I 100% thought we were just going to never talk about her. <laughs> I know. I, I kind of was too, but I was like, what if people think that because we're talking about them? No, go listen to our earlier episodes. We've shit on her pretty much a every lot. episode of this podcast and we're 63 episodes in yeah. at this point. We entirely disagree with her. We're not talking. We're not- our very first episode ever was half about JK Rowling being a piece of poo. Well, she is when we were she right. She still is. Um, and she still is and she ever forever will be, to be perfectly honest. We've also team. done, I feel like, a lot of deep dives into how she even got this way. I feel like we were discussing. Yeah. Anyway, we don't Our point like is her. we don't like her. We're no. talking about the movies. We're talking about the stories, which is a series we had relationships with before the author outed herself as a piece of absolute turd crap yeah. shit. That's true. Okay. As most people do. TCS, turd crap shit. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> the new girl boss, Gatekeep. Exactly. What's the third one? Gate boss. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, did you watch that, that show? Hashtag girl boss? No. Oh, that was bad. We're not talking Star about Brit that Robertson. today. It was about like, that chick. Nicholas, Sorry. bring it back. <laughs> um, yeah, the fifth one is what I'm up to. Mm. It's fine. Do you mean it's also the one where sorry no you're right. um Harry's like torment Voldemort's just come back at the end of four so he's yes. tormented by and no one believes and him. they can see each other yeah yeah and that's just not that much of, they're not really that fascinating a story when a quarter of the film I is about was... him having visions of Voldemort oh the visions of Voldemort Voldemort the visions of Voldemort are a bit boring but like specifically I thought what was a really intriguing aspect of that movie was no one believing him that Voldemort was back yeah I didn't mind that although how iconic at the end he's back he's back <laughs> legend what was his name um, the minister of magic uh, I don't know who he was at that point there's so many ministers of magic in that series there was one no um, I mean I think it's Cornelius Fudge Cornelius Fudge and then but by the end of it, they've been, like, replaced a lot. Cornelius Fudge, more like Cornelius Icon. Oh, I was going to say Cornelius Fuck Him Up. Hell <laughs> <laughs> <was> Queen. Uh, <laughs> also, the ending is iconic of number five when they're all fighting in the prophecy room. Oh, with my the God. That is, that's a, it's a great ending to that movie, to be honest. That's actually, I feel like that whole sequence is one of the best yeah. sequences in the series like yeah. with the fight scene and then with Sirius dying yeah. Harry screaming out oh my god that's always traumatic to watch yeah Dumbledore and Voldemort fighting then it kind of starts to go a bit I also love it. how <laughs> in this film they've got the archway of souls thing yeah the veil right and and they kind of just don't talk about it until Sirius falls into it it's really true his soul gets taken away and it's like what was that about <laughs> <laughs> it's really true if you haven't read the book you're like was that necessary? It's it's one hundred percent accurate, and I think they even actually. Oh no! I, I think there are certain points in these in these films where it was like, why did you pick that point to adapt? Yeah, and give it no explanation no whatsoever. Explanation. I feel like should we do the whole episode in in UK accents? No, I think we should. I think we shouldn't. I think we should. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're wrong. That was not good. No. Um, <laughs> What, okay, you say number six might be your favourite movie. Yeah, which is for a very specific reason. I feel like this is going to divide a lot of people, um, but it's because I feel like... You want to fuck the giant spider. <laughs> Iconic. 
Um, I mean, I want to say yes, but I have a very deep philosophical issue with spiders, so no. Yeah. Um, why? Why is number six the one? No, you um, because we start to. It's like the only time, really, mm-hmm. that we, at least in the movies, I think that we get an insight into the morally gray characters. Specifically, I'm talking about Draco. Because okay. it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. obviously for the first five, he's just an asshole, yeah. terrible person. Yeah. But then in the sixth movie, you have him getting the dark mark and mm-hmm. being given this task that he very clearly does not want to do. Yeah, um, he's terrified. And, yeah, yeah, and he's like, he's like 16 at this point. Tom does an incredible job in that film. He does an amazing job. Um, yeah, so he's like 16 at this point. And is being told that he has to kill one of the most powerful wizards mm-hmm. ever, which I feel like if we're going to kind of look into it, I know we don't get this perspective, but really if you're thinking about it, it's like obviously Voldemort and everyone knows, thinks that Draco is not going to be able to do it. Um, yeah. You know, so Draco's going, oh my God, I've been giving this thing. I don't want to do it. I'm probably going to die doing it, but I have no choice because if I don't do it, I'm definitely going to die. And so is my whole family. Yeah. I mean, this is the movie that starts with the unbreakable bond, isn't it? The unbreakable promise. It is. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Um, so not even his mother yeah, believes in him. Exactly. Exactly. Which I think is actually quite sweet and wholesome because she knows that he's not purely bad. Oh, for sure. For sure. So the, that's As why she I'm isn't. Really... She's the one who saves the day in the final. Yeah. final... It's true. Final battle. It's very true. Um, wow, Narcissa, what a legend and an icon. Truly. And I know that the actress passed away, I think, last year. Which Quite was recently, very sad. yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I feel like that's that's one of the only times that we really, I think, get this interesting insight into the fact that people yeah. are not just good and bad. They get forced into terrible situations and have to do terrible things even if they don't believe in them. Yeah. No, I'd agree with that. Yeah. I think... Um, the only other time it really touches on that is really with Peter Pettigrew. Yes. And in three and four, his entire story arc in three and four is basically he just lives in complete terror. Yeah. And fear, so he'll do anything out of fear. Yeah, that's Which literally, interesting. I, uh, at the, uh, in Goblet of Fire, when he says specifically, he brings back Voldemort, and uh, Voldemort has a, a little hissy fit because none of yeah. his followers brought him back sooner. Yeah. And he's ripping off the masks, and he's like, you didn't help me. You didn't help me. Yeah. Not even Lucy's mouth. Well, you didn't help me. Yeah. And then he goes over to Peter Pettigrew and Peter Pettigrew's like, but I helped you. Yeah. I did it. And he's like, out of fear. Yeah. You're not a real friend. That's true. That's true. So I, this is really me saying, I feel bad for Voldemort. He's got no real friends. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Iconic. <laughs> what a point of view. <laughs> um, no. Okay. After rewatching them, I think my favorite. I don't know if it's three or four. I don't know if it's Prisoner of Azkaban or Goblet of Fire. Interesting. Because oh my god, I have a really what? divisive opinion about Prisoner of Azkaban, but we're gonna move on from that. Oh well, no, <laughs> we'll come as, back to it. Since I can remember, my favorite was Prisoner of Azkaban. Mm. I love what they did aesthetically to change it up. Alfonso Cuarón, yeah, uh, directing it really kind of changed the trajectory of the series. I would agree. There was like there is a marked difference between yeah. one and two, and all of the rest of the movies. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, which I love. He also redesigned Hogwarts. <laughs> yeah, oh my God. That was iconic. a choice. <laughs> uh, big dick energy. <laughs> it really was. Um, also, he hadn't even read the books when he signed on. How iconic of him. Oh my God. Wow. What a legend. Truly. Um, 
That's so fucking funny. Wow. I, yeah, I just love it aesthetically. I love it's one of the only times in film and television, pop culture history that I've actually enjoyed a time travel element. They did it really well. Yeah, it's iconic. It is iconic. Um, Although, fucking... can we just talk about the fact that by the time the time travel things happens, you're like, okay, the movie's almost over. Oh, but yeah, it's, it's not. There's like a whole other hour to go. Yeah, yeah no, it's too long. Um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, all of them are. All of them are at least two and a half hours, which is crazy to me. Yeah, I agree. Um, but uh, I aesthetically, I love it and all that. Um, also... I think I felt a bit slight. I mean, Hermione's obviously the best character in the entire series. Accurate. Um, and I felt slighted after Chamber of Secrets where she wasn't in the last third of it because she was oh, petrified. Yeah. yeah. I felt that was a personal attack on me. It was. <laughs> on everyone. Oh, uh, so the fact that Hermione got more screen time than Ron. Yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Can we actually talk about Ron a little bit? Because people talk... I... I by, I've never liked Ron. <gasps> Sorry, and my favourite part of the Prisoner of Azkaban is that they get to wear normal clothes at points throughout the film. That's true. It's like, oh my god, these are like actual real people. Iconic. It's really true. Um, sorry, yes, Ron. Um, because I've never liked Ron. Fair. And have you because read the books? Because he's a redhead and you don't like redheads? Obviously. Have you, no, have you read the books? <laughs> I have. Okay. So I've never liked him. I've not read the books. And for the longest time I was like, oh my God, he's such an asshole. And then I found out that his character in the books is like completely different. He's not anywhere near as unsupportive. Um, and he's not anywhere near as like mean to Hermione. Um so I was like, okay, wait, maybe I need to reevaluate my opinion. I never have because I've never read the books. But I don't fully agree with that. I think that's easy to say because you get so much more interaction in the books. Yeah, that's fair. Where then in the movies they had to obviously whittle it down to the important interactions that moved that relationship forward and yeah. the arcs forward yeah. as characters. Um, which the whole, I mean, number four, actually three and four really. In three they're arguing about scabbers and um, yeah. the cat – I can't remember the cat's name. The whole Crookshanks. time, Crookshanks. The whole time and bickering. But then when Buckbeak is axed, yeah, he's the one that she falls to for comfort. Yeah, I think that's an interesting dynamic. I would say. Yeah, and then I think Four kind of took that and was like, "Let's up the ante on that and make it even more uh, <laughs> enemies to lovers." Exactly, like <laughs> yeah. a bickering relationship type yeah. thing. Uh, and he's kind of, but in the he's kind of just cruel to her, yeah. Throughout the whole movie, and especially at the um, winter dance, yes. It's like oh, king. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. I, he's. He, I feel like he's very cruel to her in a lot of the early, like even um, in the first movie. I know they're eleven years old, so yeah, there's kind of you gotta yeah. forgive a little bit. Yeah. Um, but even like how mean he was about her in general, like when he would say, "Oh my god, she's so insufferable. She's such a know-it-all." Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. Mm. Anyway, so in conclusion, I've never shipped Ron and Hermione. I haven't really either. I was always a Hermione and Harry. I feel like I kind of vaguely was that. I just kind of expected that that was the way it was going to go. I think in canon, Harry and Hermione I'm into. When you start looking at uh, non-canon slash extracurricular (laughs) uh, (laughs) elements of the fandom. Yeah. Hermione and Draco is a very appealing pairing. I I mean, obviously I agree. That's what I read. Um, but I I think the thing – I was recently talking to someone about this 
And he was like, oh, my God, but Draco's such a little shit. And I'm like, well, yeah, from what we get from Harry's perspective, obviously that's true. But if you have any, if you think about it any further, then you start to get, again, this really interesting insight, particularly once you get to sixth year about Draco's character. And then you're like, okay, wait a second. This is going to be interesting. This Hermione and Draco thing could be interesting. I don't disagree. (laughs) I think the films specifically, after rewatching them super recently. Yeah. I actually think cut away from Harry's perspective quite often. A lot oh, more they than do. I remember. The movies do. Yeah, like cutting away to I don't know, the villains or whatever. Yeah. Different. The beginning of sixth year, yeah, as we yeah. talked about before, um, Narcissa and Snape doing the unbreakable Yeah, I didn't remember it being that much, but it is quite a lot actually. Yeah. Um So it's interesting that you say this is a character we're seeing from Harry's eyes and you're right. Well, I mean, because everything the characters do are adapted from the book, which are all from Harry's perspective. So the books aren't first person. Yeah, but they're still from his perspective. I guess. Um. So, it's it's. I mean, we don't know. I'm, okay, because we're talking about Draco, I'm going to take it from his perspective. We don't know what he does in his common room. You know, right. we only ever see the interactions that he's having with Harry. So we do get to see it when in Chamber of Secrets when they take the Polyjuice potion. That's true. That's true. I, it's iconic of Draco to <laughs> always be salty and always be bitter. It's really. It's true. <laughs> you know, being a dick is a full time job, particularly at twelve years old. Particularly at twelve years old. <laughs> uh, also, the fact that Harry finds out that Lucius Malfoy is in fact a Death Eater at the end of four, and then yeah. just tell no one. <laughs> it's really true. It's just, uh, yeah, I don't know, man. Yeah. Iconic. It's interesting, um, I think. Uh, yeah, back to why I can't decide between Azkaban right, sorry. and Goblet of Fire. No, it's fine. This is the whole point of the podcast. Um, <laughs> because then rewatching Goblet of Fire, well, I have a history with this film, okay? Okay. Back Give when I us. was seeing it for the first time, when it was in cinemas, mm-hmm. I got into this series when Prisoner of Azkaban came out, right? Wow. Yeah. So, came out on um, VHS, sorry. Iconic. Right. Um, so then... It's so I- crazy that you can watch them in 4K now when they originally came out on VHS. Yeah, it's pretty iconic. Um, it's wild. The Goblet of Fire was the first film in the Harry Potter series I'd seen in cinemas. Right. So I have this relationship with it, and it's not a positive one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I had to go and see it four times because I was so okay. young. Every time the Voldemort resurrection scene came about, oh, no. I would close my eyes. Oh, and I wouldn't be fair. able to watch it for like five minutes. It's a lot. Until they're fighting. Um, so I had to go see it four times because I'd leave the movies and I'd be like, I close my eyes again. We have to. <laughs> let's go back in. Um, so I saw it four times. I, I did eventually. Watch the whole scene without shutting my eyes. <laughs> not to brag. Um, but watching it now, I mean, I watch them like once every two years, maybe. Yeah. But watching it this most recent time, I'm like, Goblet of Fire, I actually think is probably the most well-rounded film. Mm. Well, maybe well put together. I don't know. There's just so much I love about it and it never lets up. Yeah. It's constantly pussy out, full steam ahead. Right? (laughs) Like, there's no, there's no lull in the story. That's fair. Plus Robert Pattinson. But. That's true. And I also love the, um. It does start off really strong with the attack at the World Cup, right? Yeah, yeah. crazy. Yeah, yeah. Um, the 
I can't think of the word. The foreshadowing mm. that happens throughout the film uh, with all of the um, Polyjuice potion mm-hmm. and Snape being like, there's an ingredient missing. If I didn't know any better, yeah. I would say you guys are brewing Polyjuice yeah, potion that's again. That's and true. it's all just like throwaway lines. Yeah. Or um, Manny Myrtle saying she smelled Polyjuice potion or something down yeah, the drain. Yeah, yeah. Little bits like that, and then at the end, it is Polyjuice potion that uh, yeah, Barty Crouch Junior mm-hmm. is taking to be Mad Eye Moody and stuff like that. I don't know. It's little details in it that I love. Also, it's like super dark compared to the rest, but still quite funny, which I love. I feel like yes, mm. I agree. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I think one of the things that makes this series. So iconic is the way that the, how it progressed. I think I'm to, like from one to seven slash eight. Mm-hmm. I think because in the first one, there's obviously still like things happening, mm-hmm. you know, dark things happening. But by the time you get to the eighth one, it's like it's dark. Yeah. It's the stuff that they're doing and talking about is dark, and yeah. you kind of you know you don't even. During the series, you don't even realize like mm-hmm. where from point A to point B, there's such a massive difference in what the story is about. But it happens so gradually and so naturally yeah. that it it makes complete sense. It does. Um, and not only that, but the but but the story, the author that we will not name, um, did a really good job of like. When the kids are 11, when the characters are 11, the story is for an 11-year-old audience. But by the time they're 17, the author is recognising that the people who are reading the series are not necessarily 11-year-olds. So mm-hmm. you you can talk about these darker things. You can get deeper into Hermione yeah. being tortured, et cetera, yeah. et cetera, um, which I think is what makes it so appealing. Like it I would agree stick. for the most part. Yeah. I think – no matter how much people argue that the early entries were for kids. Yeah. I still don't see that. I mean, I... When you look at the... The earlier... Okay. The movies didn't... The movies and the books did not go from Sunshine and Daisies to Dark oh, Death and... Yeah, it's true. It started off quite dark already. It's it's really true. Like, um, I mean, when you think about Harry's abuse, for example. And I mean, the Chamber of Secrets has so many dark, terrifying yeah. scenes. The giant spider, the basilisk, like... Oh yeah, I mean petrified the petrified cat. Like they weren't the they war. weren't all daisies and sunshine and rainbow to start. Well, it's not all about war, but it's, it's no. I agree. The topics yeah. become more complex. Yes, as the series progresses. Um, I mean, like genocide. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for one, as an example. Uh, <laughs> yeah, like the earlier ones, it's about I guess grief and stuff with his parents and. All that kind of stuff. Like, it's still dark topics, but it's not complex yes, topics. Does yeah. that make sense? Yeah, it does make sense. Um, I mean, I totally agree. Like, I, the reason I didn't watch Harry Potter for so... I've only ever seen one of the movies in cinema, which was Deathly Hallows Part 1. That was the first Harry Potter movie I ever watched. Um, because when I was younger, the first movie, Philosopher's Stone, was on you. TV. And it fucking scared the shit out of me. Mm. The only scene I saw was the chess scene, scared the shit out of me, and I could never watch any of the others because I was oh, like, Harry Potter's too scary. That's That happened to me as well. I, yeah. When the first two came out, I 
saw up to when they're in the Forbidden Forest for detention. Yeah. And Voldemort flies by. Yeah. That was the terrifying. F- that was the scene where I was like, turn it off. <laughs> yeah. Turn it off. I need yeah. a, where's the where's the nightlight? Where's my blankie? I'm Iconic. heading to bed. Iconic. Um <laughs> That's so funny. Uh and then I couldn't watch them for two more years. But um See, I just threw the whole thing away completely. Yeah, yeah. And the only reason I ever even saw Deathly Hallows was because mum won tickets. So she was like, we're all going to the premiere in Lismore. Oh, my God, that's so fucking Iconic. funny. I know most people won't know what Lismore is, but it's a fucking shithole. Um, so we won tickets. We went out for this night to go see Deathly Hallows Part 1. And at that point, how old were we? Like 15? No, younger. It, it finished in 2012. Whack. Actually, maybe 11. Yeah, we were like 12. Oh, no, Wild. 12, 13, 13-ish. Yeah, okay, well, anyway, I saw it and I was like, wait, maybe this is good. Maybe this is a lap. Maybe I liked these, but I didn't. I still didn't see Deathly yeah. Hallows Part 2 in cinema. Yeah. So, I don't um, think I did. Maybe I did. I don't think so. Go off, Queen. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Interesting. Which is all to say I totally agree with you. They're, like, they're not as dark as the later movies, but they're still a lot. Yeah, completely. Yeah. Um. I, I found out a fun fact the other the other week, mm. and that is that uh, when the book series in nineteen ninety nine or whatever first started to really take off, like really really yeah. take off and become the phenomenon that it was and is, um, all of these adults like desperately wanted to read these books, mm. but they they were too embarrassed to be carrying around the book cover that was synonymous with the Harry Potter the children's books. Yeah, right. So the publishers and J.K. Rowling, I mean, turf who shall not be named, <laughs> um, put out the book with a new cover that looked more grown up, more adult. Interesting. And basically they just lowered the font size by one point. Iconic. So that the book was smaller. Okay. Like a bit thinner so that yeah. adults could That's... take it in public and not be embarrassed to be seen reading it on the subway. That's so funny. Wow. So <laughs> when people say... I've read the children's version of the books and the adult version. Typically when a book comes out with an adult version and a kid's version, uh, content-wise, nothing changes. The words might be bigger words, (laughs) might be more complex words instead of, I don't know, think about the past, it might be reminisce, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. But in these ones, literally just the font is smaller and it's got a different cover. That's so funny. I think that's iconic that people are too embarrassed. And that's that on that. That's so interesting. I feel like uh, then, interesting. Wow, because yeah. I don't think that's a thing that really happens anymore. I mean, the embarrassment of it. If you were that embarrassed to read something, you'd read it on. Yeah. Oh, that's true. Your phone. That's really true. You know. Yeah. Whack. There's honestly. Did not I ever much tell you it? about mm. the time this didn't happen to me? Um, yeah. <laughs> someone I worked with, mm. and when I was living, um, in Ballina, mm. she she said. She hitchhiked on her way to work that morning. Oh my god. And oh it's not this is not a crazy story anyway. Oh, okay, good, I can breathe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Nothing nothing happened okay. except she yeah. gets in the car and the audiobook for Fifty Shades of Grey is playing. Iconic. <laughs> Iconic. Which just you uh, reminded me not because the audiobook. I know Who the narrated it. Such a good question. Anyway, and the lady when she came into work, she was like, I was it was a lot. Like she didn't turn it off. They they listened to it on the whole ride in. That's so funny. So funny. I like so funny. Change the playlist I'm listening to if someone's in the car. <laughs> I'm that embarrassed. 
iconic. <laughs> that is so wild. Imagine having the absolute balls to do that. I know. That's I so know. Apparently, funny. she was like an 80 year old woman, too, which is just actually makes Queen. the whole thing better. <laughs> yeah. What an icon. What a legend. Yeah, truly. She was the moment. She's like, <laughs> I can't read and jerk off. <laughs> and drive. And drive. <laughs> so I got to listen. Listen and jerk off and drive, okay? Oh, that's so funny. That's iconic. Um, I came up with a character quiz on my phone. Okay. That wow. I think we shall do. I'm excited. I just also want to let you know I am absolutely gay. gay for food. I am starving. What kind of dinner are we? I'm going to grab yeah. some uh, oodles. Chelsea just texted. Let me re- text her while you okay. get that organized. I'll send you this. Now, this is not the Pottermore quiz. This is not the Patronus quiz, okay? Okay. That's overdone. Which house are you? You're Ravenclaw too? I don't know. That's really embarrassing for you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this is a Harry Potter character quiz on BuzzFeed. The link will be down below, probably, if I remember. <laughs> Iconic. Uh, shall we give it a go? Okay. Are we doing the same thing as usual? One, yep. one for each other? So that it's a surprise who we get. Yeah. Okay. Pick a movie. Oh, I thought it was going to be the eight movies. <laughs> I do too. Okay, you go. You first. Um, the Parent Trap, The Silence of the Lambs, Mean Girls, The Wolf of Wall Street, Ill, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind, The King's Speech, Easy Rider, Brokeback Mountain, and Education. Ooh. I'm uh, picking... You're picking Mean Girls? Yeah. I might pick The Parent Trap. Interesting. Because I would have picked Mean Girls, but The Parent Trap, I think, was before Mean Girls for me, you know? That's fair. I don't think I've... I might have watched Parent Trap, like, once when Also, I side note, young. when quizzes are like, pick a movie, it's like, can I have any more context? Yeah. Pick a movie that I love. Yeah. Pick a movie that exists, because that's all of these, you know? It's true. Um, which object do you most... Sorry for all the pops. Yeah. It's Wait, not the microphones, I... it's me. No, I was going to say, should I turn them down? No, it's me. Um, which off. object do you most desire? Interesting. The Elder Wand, the Philosopher's <laughs> Stone. It went from movies to, anyway. The Mirror of Erised, which, by the way, can we talk about the fact that in the first book, she was like, Erised, backwards, desire, the Mirror of Desire. I'm so smart. It's really true. Sweaty. No. <laughs> um, a Fireball, the Marauder's Map, a Deluminator, Who's going to pick a Deluminator? Uh, no one. The Resurrection Stone, the Cloak of Invisibility, or a TV? <laughs> That's what I was just laughing before I skipped to the end. What to unpack. Wild. <laughs> um, uh, what would I pick? I would pick the Cloak of Invisibility. What would you pick? Also, audience, I hope you're doing this with us. The Philosopher's Stone is the one that kind of keeps you alive forever, right? Mm-hmm. That sounds like hell. But you don't, but then you can stop it and then you decide when you die still, though, don't you? Yeah. Yeah, I'm picking that one because I'd want to see what happens, but I also want to be able to die whenever I want. Oh, I clicked the wrong one. Can I go back? What did you pick? Wait, where did it go? <laughs> the philosopher's stone. It's fine, I changed it. Oh. The cloak of invisibility <laughs> okay, you, you picked, right? What is your favourite food? Okay, we've this got... Is back to normal stuff. Yeah. Shepherd's pie, chicken wings, chocolate eclair, steak tartare. <laughs> That's wild. Um, Salad. Can we <laughs> just talk about the fact that the font also is the Harry main... Potter. Yeah. Yeah. Cheese. Lol. Um, cotton candy. Caviar. Fish and chips. This is an eclectic mix of food here. 
Yeah. How do you pick when all of these things are like, if they're all doing main... vegan shepherd's pie. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, I mean that, but like, how am I supposed to pick between like what cheese and a chocolate eclair? I don't eat those at the same times, you know? Um, I'm going to (laughs) pick... I think I'm going to pick chicken wings. I'm going to pick... I think. That's that's what I'd be most likely to eat out of all those things. I'm going to go fish and chips because I want the chips, but not the fish. That's really fair. Mm. Is that fair? Yeah. Okay, you're going fish and chips. Okay, pick a drink. Pick a drink. Gin and tonic, tea, pims, beer, Bloody Mary, milk, tequila, whiskey, or an old-fashioned. Why are they all alcoholic? Except for milk. (laughs) And tea. And tea, that's true. Stupid. <laughs> I guess I'll go with tea. Um, yeah, I'll go with tea as well. This is a stupid quiz. You're a stupid quiz. Pick a song. Get Lucky, Daft Punk. Flawless, Beyonce. Stairway to Heaven, Led Zeppelin. Mr. Tambourine Man, Bob Dylan. Slim Shady, Eminem. I Will Always Love You, Whitney Houston. Mean, Taylor Swift. Yeah. Creep, Radiohead. Mirrors, Justin Timberlake. Flawless Beyonce. You're mean, Taylor Swift. I think so, yeah. Flawless Beyonce. Where would you like to hang out? <laughs> the three broomsticks. Why is this one only got six? I don't know. It's the inconsistency for me. Truly. Um, the three broomsticks, the Madame Puttyfoot's Tea Shop, Borgen and Burke's, Quality Quidditch Supplies, Weasley's Wizard Weezers, or the Shrieking Shack. I love me a pub, so I'm going three broomsticks. I'd go to the quality quidditch supplies because then I can buy a broomstick and zoom away. <laughs> Iconic of me, I know. It's true. How would you spend your ideal is my turn, yeah. Your ideal weekend. In bed with a book. Getting drunk with your friends. Who does that? Um, hanging friends? with <laughs> Yeah, can't relate. Um, hanging with your family, partying at a fancy club, playing a sport, on a date with your partner, watching TV at home, hiking alone at a dive bar. Jesus, that's depressing. TV. I also pick TV. Cool. Your ideal partner is some if you didn't listen to the last episode, I'm gassy, okay? <laughs> Get over it. Your ideal partner is someone who values your intelligence. Is really protective, inspires you, is family oriented, idolizes you. Who would pick that? Um, hates the same things as you. You're comfortable with, gives you space, or doesn't exist. Go off. <laughs> Go off with the <laughs> a romantic inclusion. Iconic. Um. The, oh. Mm. This is hard. None of these things are. I would good. have to say I my ideal partner is someone who hates the same who hates the same things as me. Iconic. I have to say you're comfortable with. Bless. Pick a potion. Felix Felicis. 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 <laughs> Maybe. Liquid luck, which is liquid luck. Wait. Oh, God. Amor Tentia, which is love potion. Drought. 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 I oh, fucking, I don't know. Of peace. Wit sharpening potion. Iconic. Polyjuice potion. Strengthening solution. Is Do we think the strengthening solution gives you super strength like Captain America? Maybe. Okay, well. Do you pick that? No, I'm going to pick Liquid Luck. <laughs> I was going to pick Polyjuice. Interesting. Okay, you're going Polyjuice. What do you prefer reading? This is so long. Gorka, Guardian, New Yorker, Rolling Stone, Village Voice, Onion, Sports Illustrated, BuzzFeed, or New York Post? None. The Onion. Rolling Stone. 
go off. Pick a magical creature. Lol at that picture. Um, unicorn, phoenix, owl, hippogriff, crumple, horned, snorkak. That's what I call your pussy. <laughs> Sexy. Um, basilisk, centaur, poltergeist, pygmy puff. Hmm. Unicorn. Bold of them to say that owls are magical creatures. Interesting. I don't mean I don't know who needs to hear this, but owls exist. <laughs> In real life. <laughs> <laughs> um, what would I pick? I would pick a phoenix. That sounds cool. It does sound cool. What did you pick? A unicorn. Unicorn. Pick a TV show. Girls, Game of Thrones, Dexter, Entourage, New Girl, Sherlock, Two and a Half Men, Brothers and Sisters, Breaking Bad. Well, I've only seen two of these. I would pick Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones? Yes. I would pick um I mean probably honestly girls. That's embarrassing to admit, but girls. <laughs> it is what it is. Lol. Okay, I've got your character. So I've got yours too. If we have the same character, I'm gonna kill myself. Who's, who's me? I'd rather cadaver myself. <laughs> um, you are Neville Longbottom. Interesting. You're not level, lo- Yay! Neville. Yay! We're finally getting different answers in quizzes. How I iconic know. of us. Um, wow. Neville Longbottom. We must be diverging. Our paths separating. Oh. <laughs> uh, you're awkward and clumsy and hate being the center of attention, but you're brave and big hearted and people can always trust you to help them out in a bad situation. I would say I'm none of those things. I would say you're the second half. I don't think you're awkward and clumsy and I don't think you hate being the center of attention. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> um, but the second half is true. What was it? But you're brave and big-hearted and people can always trust you to help them out in a bad sitch. Oh, thanks. That's nice of you to say. Bitch. <laughs> uh, well, is that it? Yeah. Oh. Oh, okay. I guess yours isn't. Um, do you want to know who you got? I do. Fred Weasley. Fascinating of them to pick <laughs> a character who's identical to another character and whose personality you never really explore. <laughs> it's true. You're the life of the party. <laughs> you never take things too seriously and can diffuse tense situations with your sense of humor. I would say that's probably true. The no, last I escalate. Thing. I escalate tense that's, situations. That's true. That's, yeah, you're right. Especially with my sense of humor. Sorry, go. That's accurate. Um, you might not be top of your class, but Tea. your creativity and wit are the reasons for your success. I guess. Not no. Not no. I don't, whoever wrote this quiz. They made the some choices. <laughs> Catch me outside. How about that? Talk. I just want to talk. <laughs> wow. Okay. Well. Okay. Iconic. Shall we begin to sum up thoughts on Harry Potter or should we do our What the Fuck of the Weeks? Are we doing What the Fucks? We are doing What the Fuck of the Weeks because we have to. Okay. I don't make the rules. Okay. <gasps> okay. We'll just go straight to what the fuck's. We gotta leave. I'm Wait, hungry. I was gonna. I was gonna ask you what your favorite. Do you have a favorite lion in all the films? Do you not? I don't think or so. A favorite scene. I do have a favorite scene, which is. Um. It is. Half Blood Prince, which I think is probably why I actually like this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the scene of Draco crying in the bathroom and Harry comes in and they have that jewel right. and Harry almost kills Draco, yeah. It's pretty iconic. It's it also iconic. phenomenally well done and the effects yeah. are incredible. It's true. Um, mine is probably... You foul, loathsome, <laughs> evil little cockroach! 
<laughs> I fucking love That's that. It's such iconic. an iconic line. Yeah, that is iconic. Such an iconic line. Yeah, it is. Also, by the way, in The Half-Blood Prince, mm-hmm. Cormac McLaggen. Oh, Obviously a bad character. Sexual predator. Obviously. So, but the actor, Freddie Stromer. Yeah. He could like, in the words of Bell Hitted, he could like, get it. <laughs> okay. He's so fucking hot. Have you seen him in anything else? No. I don't, well, maybe, but I Yeah, no, he's so. in Pitch Perfect. Is he? He's, he's the, the, the DJ at the radio station who has the abs. <gasps> Stop! No way! Yeah. yeah. Wow! Yeah. Huh. He's so fucking hot. Huh. He's in, wow, um, my whole worldview just shifted. Yeah, and I'm thinking of him because, <laughs> in words, uh, Ariana Grande. Um, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. You know that one? I do, yeah. in fact. Um, yes, I'm we so actually good. went and saw her. We did. In concert. Um, and sang that song. <laughs> I'm thinking about him because he's oh also God. in the television show Unreal. Okay. Which he's iconic in that he plays. It's you know, Unreal's the behind the scenes of a Bachelor, Bachelorette type show. Right. And he plays the Bachelor in one of the seasons, basically. Iconic. And he's hot and iconic and hot and also hot. Nice. <laughs> um, but he's in the new DC show Peacemaker, which is the spinoff of the Suicide Squad. Right. The James Gunn one. Okay. Um, and he's really, really good in it. He's like, I'm living for it because one, he's hot. And I don't know if I mentioned, but he is hot. Um, but in this role he's actually showing off that he's like a really good comedic actor and a really good um love that for him diverse actor like he can he can do a lot i feel like it's so interesting when actors are like in such a well-known thing because either one or two things happen either they don't want to act anymore Mm -hmm. which obviously happened for all of the main characters or they're not a main character and (laughs) their career goes nowhere (laughs) Fair. I, he has consistently been working since. He has, but not which is in iconic. I did not know his name. Freddie Stromer. You didn't know Freddie Stromer's name. No, I didn't. Didn't That's even know you. that he was in a movie that I love. That is on you, sis. Okay. Sure, it's on me, but it's also on the whole world because I can guarantee ninety percent of people don't know him, which That's means really his career has. He's failed. also on Bridgerton. Good. I agree. <laughs> I mean, like. It doesn't have to be A-class, B-list. I mean, A-list, fuck. An A-list actor to be making money and be successful. Like, that's not like... Freddie Stromer, I'm so sorry, sweetie. Maddie's being a bitch. (laughs) I am, but I'm sure you still have a lot of money and that's all that matters. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, now let's do our What the Fuck of the Weeks. Okay. Shall we? Yes. Are they Harry Potter themed? Sure. (laughs) My what the fuck of the week this week is the fans of Harry Potter who have a problem with the book to movie change and the Goblet of Fire in the book. It's like, uh, it's just after they find out Harry's name is in the Goblet of Fire and it comes out. And in the book it says, Dumbledore quietly, uh, calmly asks, did you put your name in the Goblet (laughs) of Fire? But in the movie he runs into the room and he's like, did you put your name in the Goblet of Fire? That was so good. That was a great impression. I hate people who hate that trans that adaptation i think it's fucking iconic do i think that it's not a good representation of the character maybe sure i don't (laughs) yes but as a scene that's neither here nor there it's so iconic (laughs) it is iconic dumbledore running in with his cover girl hair and his vera wang dress iconic and he like comes up and he chokes harry (laughs) a little 50 shades of gray and he's like harry did you put your name in the god of the fire i'm like that's 
Oh my God. Legend behavior. That's a lot. And I, 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 my what the fuck of the week is the fans who don't like that. Yeah. Because they think it's a, it's a disservice to his character that they changed it to him yelling at Harry. Because mm. he would never lose his shit. And I'm like, I like, no, I like knowing that Dumbledore can lose his shit. It's, it makes true. him kind of human. It does. Yeah. And it, I feel like it really, um, gets us to understand, how like, how she cares. Well, how, well, yeah, but how um, how grave what's happened is because Gee. when Dumbledore, who never loses his shit, is angry and upset, mm-hmm. you're like, wow, something is wrong. Yeah. Something's happened. Capital yeah. H. T. And It's also, I forgot how in Goblet of Fire, Hagrid, um, Hagrid spends the whole movie just worrying about Harry. Yeah. It's very cute. I love Hagrid. He did not get what he deserved. Oh, my God. Okay, my what the fuck is it was an absolute choice Mm -hmm. from the author who shall not be named Mm -hmm. to make Harry Mm -hmm. go, wow, I have spent seven years of my life being hunted by dark wizards. I didn't have enough of that. I'm going to become an aura. Clearly, he was way more suited to become the Defense Against the Dark Arts professor. Oh, interesting. And that's that on that. Yeah, I like that. Yes. But I, he's not like a lonely person. Like, he's got a wife and kids. Unless what? she also worked there. I'd be into that. I would also be into that. <sighs> what we're Don't saying is holes that into it. author sh- who shall not be named, we can do better. <laughs> you can- yes. We can do better. I think I, that epilogue was bad in general. I'm not going to lie. Every choice that was I made. I also agree. That poor child is going to be bullied for his name. <laughs> yeah, oh my God. entire life. Bad names. Such bad names. Albus Severus, you are named after the two greatest wizards I've ever known. And he's like... I was like, bitch, you spent seven years hating Snape. Literally. And, and Dumbledore also did you no favours. Not going to lie. Also... Hagrid is the only one who really cared about you and didn't ever want anything True. from you. So let's just maybe have some recognition. It should there. have been Hagrid Sirius Potter. Ah, oh, stop! That's cute. Like terrible name. Cute. cute. Yeah, I don't. I don't get that. And also, like having to explain why his name is um, Severus. It's like there was a man who's deeply in love with your grandmother his entire life and was super mean and jealous because he was jealous of your grandfather who did marry. Your grandmother. Your grandmother. <laughs> so I named you after this man who envies. And terrible Also, things. he was a Death Eater for a while before he changed his mind. <laughs> and I hated him and I for hated a long him. time, right up until he died. And I've seen the Cursed Child play, parts one and two. Oh, yeah. And honestly, Harry hates his child anyway, so maybe, it, maybe it's fair. Wow. Maybe it makes sense. Also, the fact I think is really interesting and is never addressed in the series is... Um, how much, like, how just, like, everyone who's bad goes into the Slytherin and wishes it not true. And, um, and it's so it, funny. It, oh my God. I actually had a gripe with this. You reminded me of a gripe I had with the Goblet of Fire. Well, hold on. Let me finish my thing first. And that, that was, like, never addressed. Mm-hmm. Everyone just always, obviously, continued to be like, oh my God, people who go into Slytherin, a terrible Slytherin house, yeah. are terrible, which we know. Snake. From the epilogue, which is 19 years later, and Harry's son is like, what if I go into Slytherin? It's like, and? Yeah. Why do we care anymore? Yeah. Well, okay. If you're um, breaking up the houses into the one trait, much like the author who shall not be named did. Yes. She defined 
uh, Gryffindor as bravery. Yeah. Ravenclaw as intellect. Mm-hmm. Uh, Slytherin as cunning. Yes. And Hufflepuff as kindness. Yes. Cedric Diggory was a Hufflepuff. <laughs> right. In the film, before and after he dies, literally at the end of the movie when Dumbledore is giving a bit of a eulogy for him yeah. in the Great Hall in the final day. Oh, no. He's like, if I had to pick one word to describe Cedric, it would be brave. <laughs> I was like, well, sweaty. <laughs> he wasn't in Gryffindor. <laughs> so if that one trait that you know about him is bravery, yeah, then your entire system. Mishoused. This socioeconomic structure that you've built. Yeah. It's wrong. Flop. It is flop. And why does cunning flop. even have to be bad? Oh, honestly. Okay, anyway, we better wrap up. We shall. So um, I can go eat. What are your socials? Harness Creation. Mm-hmm. Um, TikTok mm-hmm. and Instagram mm-hmm. and um, Facebook. And we don't need to worry about Lady Alice. You're right. I never post on that. Lady Alice, I want to on Instagram, oh <laughs> Twitter, TikTok, Tumblr, YouTube. Um, if you want to follow the pod, you can at WTFIH Podcast on Instagram, TikTok, and I guess Twitter. I haven't used the Twitter in like six months. Uh, you just said you wrote a hit tweet this week. Yeah, from my account. Oh. A hit tweet. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> if you want to follow me on um, Twitter or TikTok, it's NIC underscore sushi. And uh, yeah, also our, our podcast has a TikTok now. Fun. Woo! Um, all the links will be down below, as usual. Um, thank you very much for, so much for listening to, to What, what the, the Fuck is, is Happening, the podcast. podcast. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.